Hi, welcome back to the Morning Blend. I'm your host, Kayla. Grab your Morning Blend and let's get into it. and welcome back to the morning blend happy monday i'm very excited for this episode today as i say every time well i'm always excited for something and today's episode we have a guest but before we get into the guest i want to give you guys some life updates which we always do on mondays we always start the, the day off with a life update so first of all let me start off with an update from last week so by this time hopefully um my first vlog will have gone up and Girl, let me tell you that filming a vlog is quite the process. Like YouTubers, I have to give it to them because they make it look so easy. They make it look like you pick up your camera, you go on, you you record it, you mash it up into a little video and you call it a day. But it's like, what happens if you don't like how you look in a clip? What happens if you're having a bad day? What happens if you forget to vlog? What happens if you're around people that don't want to be a part of the vlog? Um, not that that's happened to me, but literally out of respect for others. And it's just a lot, you know? So I really commend a lot of YouTubers or well, any YouTubers for trying, for doing, for succeeding, for making it their career. Sorry, I got caught off there. Anyways, so all to say is that my first vlog should have gone up. I hope you guys like it. It's kind of all over the place. It's kind of messy, but I tried to make it as fun and cool and understandable as possible. But I promise with time, as I get comfortable in front of the camera, I will get better. And also I don't have many friends that are like YouTubers. Um, I do have a couple friends that like, well, I have one friend who's on YouTube at Lanny B Fit, but she also doesn't live with me, like live in my city. So I can't really go to her for like actual help when it comes to vlogging. Like I would love for someone to actually show me physically how to vlog. But um, it's okay. I'll get there. Um, and it won't only be vlogs. Eventually, I want to do like recipes, um, what I eat in a day is that are properly edited. Um, I could probably even create some content like professionally with a camera crew for the YouTube channel. So I want to do a whole bunch of different stuff with YouTube. So I'm hoping that I have the luxury to get into it. Like, the, I mean, the flexibility in my schedule to get into it in the fall like 100 so yeah okay so other than that i'm super excited um by the time you're listening to this hopefully i will be out of here and i will be um on vacation some people were dming me about like if the podcast is gonna stop throughout july no the podcast is not gonna stop throughout july i am pre-recording episodes so one today another one the week after the week after and the week after that so if you're not already subscribed, subscribe to the newsletter because you will get updates on what I'm doing, where I'm at. I'm going to be including some pictures of my vacay that I'm not going to post on Instagram, like exclusively for the newsletter on Instagram. So uh, no, exclusively for the newsletter on the newsletter. So if you don't know how to subscribe, go on calebamponio.com, subscribe. Also, you get a discount code and that discount code, you could apply it throughout the whole month on any single purchase you want. So other than that, let's talk about the COVID vaccine because I got that this this week and holy moly, was that something crazy. I got the Moderna vaccine. First one, I honestly got a boost of energy. I felt amazing. Second one, I literally felt as though I got hit by a bus and was recovering in the hospital. I swear. 
the night of, I couldn't even move. And I don't want to say this to be dramatic and like to discourage anyone to get the vaccine. If anything, it should encourage you to get the vaccine because COVID is no joke. So I I remember feeling the symptoms like that night and the day after. And I was like, holy, like, thank God for my, like, I thank God for my health. Like, I'm so grateful. And I'm, I thank God that I didn't have, I didn't get COVID knock on wood and I didn't feel those symptoms like in on a regular day like thank god it's only symptoms from the vaccine so my heart goes out to everyone who has dealt with COVID themselves or lost a family member due to COVID because it's serious so if you have the chance to get the vaccine don't be afraid of getting it and get it and the reason why I feel comfortable talking about the vaccine I was pretty skeptical about talking about it when I first uh when we were first talking about it like on social media because I knew it was such a controversial topic but um honestly I don't really care if it's controversial this is my um this is my opinion and I think I spoke about it in the last um episode as well but maybe I didn't because I recorded so many times that day that I forget um so I was just saying that like it's it's not good to be the selfish person in the crowd and say like oh I'm not getting it because I want everyone around me to be immune obviously it's a personal choice but um it's better to like just go through that little sacrifice and like feel feel those symptoms if you even do feel them then um put yourself at risk and the ones around you at risk And that is just my opinion. But if you don't feel like getting the vaccine, that is absolutely no problem. And that is your personal opinion. But all to say is that that is my stance and I'm not afraid to share it anymore because I was like very skeptical about sharing it and like receiving hate and all that. But honestly, um, I think everyone is allowed to their own opinion and that's just it. And if someone else sat on their podcast, which I'm sure many people have done and spoken about how they are so against the COVID vaccine, they don't believe in it. That's absolutely fine too. And I would never message them and judge them or unfollow them because everyone has their own opinion. Anyways, that's my COVID rant. Um, other than that, what else is new and exciting? Oh, okay. So we're hiring someone new at the Be Well HQ. Um, we're going to be updating all of those who have subscribed to the newsletter first um, in August on what's happening with that. And we're really excited about it. So we've interviewed a couple of amazing, inspiring women. And it's just insane how many amazing women there are, there are out there. And um, we're looking to confirm with the perfect person that we see fit um, for Be Well and it's going pretty well so I'll give you some updates on who's working on our team and when she's starting um, at that time but yeah just letting you know that we're going through an interview process I'm so excited to expand um, the team so yeah let's get into today's episode after all of those life updates Um, let's talk about mental health let's talk about burnout let's have a conversation about all of those feelings because I meant to talk about um on the podcast alone but I feel like it talks it ties in so well to this episode like finding a um you know that that thing like I'm sure you know that thing you know that saying when you were growing up I'm sure you've heard of it like um or you've studied it in school like the the flow like when you start feeling flow, I remember when I was growing up and I, I remember in, being in school, we would always talk about flow when like you're fully concentrated and like throughout an exam or throughout a study period or like throughout a moment in your life where you're super productive and it's called flow. So um, I was going through so much flow for so long and everything was going great until I started to feel tired. So I started to feel tired, I think in March 
which I think is pretty normal because I've been going with Be Well with Kayla since July. And this also ties into a whole conversation about the pandemic, you know, because I personally recently have been feeling quite anxious about like going back to real life, you know, like traveling again, like being able to see people again, like going for dinner again, like refining a balance because before then I felt so um, like comfortable in my bubble and I knew that all there was to do was work and family, work and family because that was the only thing that was available to me. So that nonetheless really uh, contributed to like my six, like the success of Be Well with Kayla, like the amount of time that I put into my work and all that. And I'm not saying that now I'm putting any like lesser time, like not at all, probably even more time at this point. But um, it's all to say that that was my reality throughout COVID. But now coming out of COVID, I just find that there's so much to readjust to. And let me know if you guys feel that way. I was having a conversation about this with my boyfriend like this morning and he was like, nah, I don't know what you mean. Like, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, my vibe right now is just living life. And I was like, good for you, but I'm just trying to um, readjust. I'm also an Aries cancer cancer. So I'm like very emotional and everything I do, I have to like feel it out and overthink it and like, like analyze it and cry about it and then laugh about it and then talk about it on this podcast. So that's just what I do with my life. But he's just like, a go a go 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 person so that's good on him but anyways let me know if you feel the same way coming out of covid like not necessarily anxious about seeing people again because i have no problem seeing people again i'm super excited for that and getting back to normal life for sure but um it's more just like finding a balance you know now especially that i'm working for myself and i really don't have any boundaries you know like if i want to say no i say no if i want to say yes i say yes and more often than not i do say yes which um is not a good thing that i do because it leads me to saying a lot of no's so that is something that i want to talk to you guys about the podcast um yes in this episode but maybe again in another episode separately in like deeply um but just like managing your time properly to get to that level of flow you know and it's something we don't often talk about in the workspace unless you're like a motivational speaker or like a life coach you don't we don't really talk about um how to optimize like productivity and how to really structure your life you know it's it's pretty it's pretty understood like everyone works every day from nine to five but no one really glamorizes the day off like no one really talks about like how important that day off is you know, um, and I had days off throughout the whole year. Like I remember even when I was like when I had just started, I always took Tuesdays and Thursdays off. They were my days to study, my days to get my shit together, my days to work on my clients, my days to do my own thing. You know, it's nice to wake up in the morning and like just not have a to do list of like 50 million things. And that's something that I haven't experienced in a really long time, including today. And um I just find that throughout June, it was a super unproductive month for me. And I mention it in the podcast and in the next clip with a Ross day because it's just like I didn't take a day off. You know, like my plan initially for June was to do like nine to 12, three times a week and then take the rest of the day off just to like mentally relax and like chill out and then also take July off because I felt like that's what I needed you know and listen to yourself I'm a big believer in listening to yourself like you can't there are no guidelines on like how much time you need off like five days is not enough for me like to be honest like that's just how tired I am and the complete opposite happened every single day of the week I was um like 
strapped like with work and like my whole day was jammed and that's because I can't say no you know and I put a million things on my plate and sometimes it's better to make um like less business decisions which could mean like yeah maybe you'll be making a, a, a like less money but um they'll just be feeling better and I had a super unproductive month a very scattered month a very all over the place month and um it's truly reflected in like every single relationship um in my life and my work and my Instagram and that is just like a growing experience sorry I just hit my mic that is just a growing experience that I um learned this month so I really understood how important it is to take a day off. Like you cannot be go, go, go all the time. And like, that's something that I have to personally readjust with. Like I'm very all in or all out. And when I get back from my vacation, I really want to like re-strategize my whole entire life and just reanalyze like how I'm going to do things because I realize that the way I do things is not okay, is not right. I'm not okay, (laughs) you know? So I remember like I used to work with someone and she used to always tell me like, my God, like you move so fast. Like how do you move this fast? Like, and you can't be like that all the time because then you just crash and burn. And same thing with social media, you know, like I think in the last couple months, I've really opened myself up a lot more than I usually like than I did. And when you open up more doors, more things come in and then things start boiling up, you know, so you can't you can't you don't always have to share so much. So these are boundaries that I'm learning and not only boundaries that I'm learning for like my mental health, but just for like my productivity, because I don't really follow follow many people who talk about productivity and if I see something on the explore page on Instagram which is like my resource for everything these days which may be which may be kind of flawed I should probably like read a book um on productivity but I guess I'm pretty productive but I don't really hear enough about it so I'm looking to become more productive and I actually had an episode with Kira Kira Jones and I'm sure you guys already listened to it uh, from Cacti Wellness and she um, offers productivity tips. So I definitely have to dive into that. And uh, I know all the tricks like Pomodoro method and, you know, like putting your phone down at night and all that. But for me, it's just like really like structuring my life and learning to say no. I'm always the girl that says yes. And even if you say yes, doesn't mean it's going to be yes. So that's what I've learned. I'm always the person to be like, yes, 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 yes. But like sometimes like not like not showing up is the best thing you could do for people. Because even if you say you're going to show up, you just won't be able to show up because you're not you're not there. You know, I'd rather say no and then show up anyway than saying yes and then canceling or yes and then not doing the job correctly or not not being there for your friend correctly you know so whatever it may be going on in your life like you gotta put yourself first and I actually had a conversation with someone the other day it could have been someone that I was interviewing I don't really remember but um I was saying you know it's funny because being selfish like putting yourself first is actually the most selfless act you could do because if you're good you're only going to reflect that goodness to everyone around you but if you're bad you're going to reflect that badness to everyone around you as well. So that's why like this month, I feel like I really neglected myself. And I was also talking about it with Araste in the podcast. Like even like sometimes I think about my life and I'm like, how can I be so tired? 
I go to Pilates every week. I get my nails done. I see my boyfriend and I obviously work every day like long hours but like I am my own boss and I do something I love so how am I so tired you know and then I think about it and I'm like oh yeah you're so tired because you don't actually do anything for yourself like my 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 personal definition of self-care at this point in my life is Pilates which again is something that I'm doing for something it's not even something that I'm doing like just like for my soul I'm doing it because I want to look good. I'm doing it because I want to feel good. I'm doing it because I personally enjoy it, but it's not necessarily my, like it's it's not always self-care. You know what I mean? Like like working out doesn't have to be your self-care. Like for me, working out is my hobby. It's not my self-care, okay? And then the other self-care things that I have in mind are like, a, 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 I was gonna say a dark shower. I mean, a hot shower. So, and I feel like the podcast is pretty therapeutic as well. You know, I feel like you guys are like my online therapist. It doesn't, you don't, you guys don't really talk, but I'm like, you guys are like a vault. So, well, a vault that could go talking to anybody else, but it's fine. So I really enjoy the podcast. It really makes me feel like I'm like letting a brain dump out, which I really love. Um, but yeah, so I have to redefine my definition of self-care in order to re-energize, um, like rebuild my strength and like be able to function because I'm just not functioning um, as properly and as well as I want to these days. And I talk about all of that with Araste in the podcast episode, which you will listen to in a sec. And the reason why I spoke about this before Araste comes on is because she is actually in psychology. She did her master's and now she's doing a PhD in psychology, which I find super cool and inspiring. And she's also in the wellness world. You know, she has a super successful account on Instagram called Her Healthful. It's doing so well. And she talks about all of the realms in terms of health, wellness, and mental health, you know, burnout, um, food, what to do, like how to be productive, like how to have a good day, like how to set a right mindset. So I really enjoy her, her, page as something to look to look to obviously for inspo but also to look to um just for peace you know like it doesn't always have to be for something i just go on it and that's mostly what it is like when i follow when i really enjoy following people there's like a handful of people online that i really go on that i follow that i really go see their page to like zen me out and she's one of them so i really love having her on i really loved having her on the pod and i'm sure you guys are gonna love having well I'm sure you guys are going to love listening to her as well and definitely give her a follow if you don't already, which I'm sure you do because she has a pretty big community at this point and she's killing it. So that's my rant on productivity. Let me know what you think about productivity, how you structure your productivity and your schedule. What do you think about taking days off? Are you the type of person that doesn't want a day off throughout the week because they want to like bang it all out and then rest on the weekend? Are you the type of person that values um a day off throughout the week and if they have to do a little bit of work on saturday so so be it you know what i mean um and i think that's how i prefer living my life and sometimes i think about it and i'm like you know i chose the wellness field to have a chill not a chill life but i told i chose the wellness field to be well you know i don't want to chronically stress myself and put too much on my plate and that is something that i have to reevaluate so i'm gonna go do that while i'm away and then i'll let you guys know so hi Raste, thank you so much for being here today. Hi, thanks for having me. It's like so nice to finally meet um, in person as much as it can be in person. But yeah, super excited. 
So a little background, actually, I actually started following her healthful, well, Arase from her healthful three years ago. So I had a previous page called by Kayla on Instagram and we were following each other. And I remember you had like a thousand followers and now you're almost at like 40 K you're actually, what's your following right now? You're literally like killing it. Yeah, no, it's actually insane because I didn't expect anything of this page. Like it kind of started out as just something to share recipes and like more like a foodie account. And Mm -hmm. like, let me tell you, it's not that anymore. Like I do post like here and there some of my meals and stuff, but definitely not what I expected it to be. And like so much. So I want to hear all about that. But first of all, can you tell the listeners a little bit more about yourself, what you're doing? Because I I personally know that Instagram is not all you do. You're in school. So give us like an extended elevator pitch on what you're doing in life and where you plan on going with Instagram in your career. Yeah, for sure. So I'm Araste. I'm 25 years old. I live in Toronto, Canada, and I'm currently halfway done my PhD in psychology which is as intimidating as it sounds Um, (laughs) because I've always had like such a passion for psychology. Like when I was younger, I'd always like kind of observe people and like always have that interest in why people do the things that they do. So that's always been a passion of mine. And it's funny because when I started grad school, which was two years ago, I also started her healthful, which used to be her healthful plate because it was like a foodie account. And so that was sort of like a side passion. And I was like getting into health and fitness. So I'm like, let me just have an account to showcase that. So it's funny how I started those two things at the same time. And so my grad research and my um, focus is on emotions. So how do we deal with our emotions? How do we process our emotions and just everything about how we um, experience them and what do we do to cope with our negative emotions and what why might that be sometimes harmful for our well-being? So it's a lot on um, mental health. And basically uh, what I really like about what I'm studying is that it can overlap with my page because there's a lot of emotional sides to like diet and health. And like, there's just so much that goes into it. So recently I've I've been feeling like kind of a bit lost with what I'm going to do with my life. And it's the ever so 20 yeah it's so funny you say that because when it's so funny you say that because when I look at you online I'm like this girl has it all figured out like I'm like this girl has it and honestly like it's I know we're going to get into this conversation later on in the podcast recording but because we were talking before I'm talking to the listeners to the listeners right now we were talking before about what we should record about and we're going to talk about like social media like the mental aspect of social media but when I look at Arase's page I see someone who is so put together, is killing it. And now that you say that you don't really know your direction, it just goes to show how like Instagram is like such a, like um, like an increment of your life, you know? It's so true. And like, you can portray yourself however you want on Instagram. Yeah, You can choose however you want. And I'm not saying I like choose to show myself as somebody who's always killing it, but I also think that you don't see, and I was talking about this the other day on stories, like it's kind of hard and shameful in a way to like show when you're having a bad day because it's like uncomfortable for you. And it's also like, like viewers don't really know what to do with that all the time. So it's hard to like be vulnerable on Instagram, which we can get into more later. But yeah, I think recently, so yeah, I've been kind of lost with like, what do I want to do with my life? Like, I don't really want to become a professor or like anything like that, because that's just not, not what I'm passionate about. But recently 
there's like this new field in psychology coming out and it's like so new that they haven't even finished like the certification for it. It's like in the works, but it's called nutrition psychology. And it's super interesting. Yeah. So it's like pretty much, um, it's like the worlds of mental and physical coming together and it's how, what you eat and your diet, how that affects your mental health. So there's so many studies and so much research showing that a lot of, um, depression, anxiety, and any mental illnesses is actually a huge part of it is your diet. 100%. 100%. Like it's so, and there's like other studies where like, if you have poor gut health, like you're more likely to be depressed. And anxious, like you have mood disorders. I think I posted about that like a couple of weeks ago. I was talking about like um, foods that could either contribute or could like lower your anxiety. And like, obviously that wasn't like study related, but I got it like obviously from um, an article that I would like, not an article, but um, a document that I was studying from my school and I shared it on Instagram. And I find that personally for me, when I consume inflammatory foods, I feel so anxious because I have anxiety, like naturally, obviously, and I'm sure many of us listening do. And like when I drink too much, when I eat too much gluten, when I um, eat too much sugar, especially alcohol, like the day after I eat out, al- I drink alcohol, I'm literally feeling depressed. Like I have all the negative thoughts. So I think that that is so cool that you just mentioned that because it's a field that we don't talk about enough. You know, we think that psychology is seeing a therapist. Like when I think about psychology, I think like seeing a therapist telling them my problem and then potentially getting referred to um, a psychiatrist who's going to prescribe me medicine, you know, like prescribe someone medicine, but there's so many different fields and like realms in psychology. And I think that for you, like you're literally the wellness queen. I find you've totally taken over this field. And um, actually a PR agency that I follow shared um, an article on like the top like wellness influencers in Canada and you were number one. And I was just, yeah, you were, I don't know if you saw that, but uh, I'm going to send it to you. You were number one. And um, I was number three, I think, (laughs) but but, like I was, I saw her as number one. I was like, yes, I was like, she deserves this because you've been working so hard. Your reels are so inspirational and so well done. And I want to talk to you about basically, first of all, how is it to move into your own place? Because you just moved into your own place. And I want to touch on that. And number two, yeah, they're so cute. And number two, I want to talk to you about how you think the field of psychology ties into your place on social media and like everyone's place on social media, you know, like self-comparison um, or just like over-consuming content, like how that really affects your mental health. So first of all, tell us about moving out, what that's done for your mental health and how it's benefited your page in any way or shape or form. Yeah, for sure. So I think there's like such a pressure to like, first of all, move out really young. Totally agree. I know so many people who like moved out when they went to university. And so like I stayed in Toronto for university and like I was the person who subwayed like daily because I went downtown. So I pretty much, yeah, I lived at home. And like, honestly, sometimes I was embarrassed to tell people that because it was just like so embedded in culture to be out and be independent. And like, I am a very independent person, but I was getting to a point where I was like, I need my own space. I am ready. I need to just like take this on. And I'm in a relationship, like a stable one. It's been like almost five years. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah, this is like the time for it. So we looked and it was like chaotic. We like found the place we loved and we moved in the next week. Like it was a week. And 
me loving to plan and everything that was like it was fucked it was so crazy sorry out of your comfort zone no you could swear on here it's fine. <laughs> yeah that is so funny oh my god yeah, I had no so idea it's been great because like I feel so comfortable in this space and it's just like brought new opportunities for like content creation and like I love like how the aesthetics of this place looks and stuff which isn't everything but your space makes a big difference in your mood like if you have a disorganized um cluttered space which honestly this room is like that now because this has been a whole process but it looks cool yeah no it's been a process and like I think one thing I've learned is like you can't rush some things like so many times I just want to get to the end point and I just want to be there and I'm like you know what I just I wish my place looked like the way I envisioned in my head right now but you have to wait for some things and like that process is what is going to make you learn and grow and then in the end it's going to be so much more worth it. So it's improved my mental health that way, but it's hard because now I'm navigating my routines with my partner. So we're like, and it's COVID still. I mean, like the lockdown is kind of getting more easier, but like in the beginning, like my morning routine, I'm like, I'm just like, can you just not talk to me for like an hour in the morning? Can you just move away? Cause I'm trying to roll out my yoga mat. (laughs) (laughs) There's just like a few things where I'm like, wow, I like, yeah, I have to navigate my day with somebody else. And it's like, that's kind of a challenge, but you have to compromise. You have to think of like how to meet in the middle. So every day we're learning a bit more, but it's been really good so far. I love that you mentioned that. And honestly, like I remember following you like throughout the pandemic and I obviously you live in Canada as well. Like Canada has gotten hit so bad with COVID and Quebec and Ontario has been like awful with the COVID cases. But um, I remember watching you like from your bedroom, like making your matcha or like, and, and like at home. And I, and I love that you mentioned that there's such a uh, social factor. It's like embedded in society about moving out. And honestly, I kind of enjoy speaking about how I live at home because I want, I also live at home and I'm pretty sure everyone knows this, but um, I feel like I'm so comfortable talking about it because I want to make others feel like it's normal to live at home. It's okay. You know, and if you come from a traditional family where your parents prefer you being home until you're married or whatever, or you're, you're just not ready to make that financial jump because it's so much responsibility, like you're so allowed and you don't have to be 25 or 23 and have it all figured out in that way. And I feel like people really put like their life on the line when they want to buy a condo or rent a condo. And it's like, you don't need all that. Like you can make any space look beautiful, um, just by your, your bedroom at your parents' place, you know, but whenever you do feel like you're ready to move out. And I love how you mentioned that you've been in a relationship for five years and it's been like stable, you found you, you found that you were ready. So good for you. And I think that's amazing. And thank you for sharing. I always say, just like, trust the timing of your life. Yes. Don't try to rush things. And I saw a TikTok the other day and I was just like scrolling and it was like, you say like, some people say they're 25 and they're like, I'm so old. Like my life is over. I can't do anything. It's like, girl, you're so young. Like, like, even if you need to start over and you want to do something new, like who cares? You have time. You don't have to rush it. There's like, there was people in my classes in university who were like 40 years old. They wanted to start a new career. Like anything. Where did you go to university? Sorry? Where did you go to university? University of Toronto. Okay. Cause I know that people are going to ask that. So everyone, she went to U of T. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, I totally agree with trusting the timing. And I just feel like, like moving into our mental health talk yeah. that everyone puts so much pressure on themselves 
like at a certain age, you know, even like getting married, you know, everyone thinks that they have to get married. They have to be engaged by 26. The ideal age is to get engaged before 30. You know, obviously I understand that us women, we have like our internal, like female clocks, but, um, it, there's no rush and everyone's at their own pace, whether you're living at home, whether you're already moved out. I think that everyone has their own path and like everyone is doing different things, which is the beauty of things. I feel like Instagram is so overly saturated these days. Like everyone is doing the same. Everyone's moving out. Everyone is moving out into kind of the same place, kind of the same apartment type, you know? So being different and having your own path, I feel like it even add to, to one's, um, I don't know, like just, vibe it's different so but do you feel honestly as though moving out has benefited your content at all honestly I think like when I first like was moving out I was kind of like I'm so exhausted I can't do content and like the thing with Instagram is I find that my like worst performing content is always when I force it and when I'm like fuck I haven't posted in like five days like I need to be on I need to like post something for the sake of posting something, but people can tell when you're doing that. Like people like are smart on Instagram because like you, you scroll and you know, when you're like, okay, I know that this isn't authentic. And like, that's one of the things that I'm also like proud of for like my page and its growth is that like, I've still tried to stay true to who I am. Yes. And there's so many times where like, there's pressure to kind of maybe change bits of your personality or like show yourself off as somebody you're not. But um, getting back to your question in terms of content, I do feel like there's a lot more, um, like my creativity is kind of more higher here. Cause I'm like in a space where I'm finally comfortable. And I feel like since my independence is, um, growing and being like satiated as well, I'm like, okay, I'm ready to take on the multiple things that I'm doing in life. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like living, um, on my own is a whole other ball game. So I'm also dealing with like the more busyness of life because there's like so much to do around your place. You always have to like clean. You have to like do the the boring things that people don't talk about when you adult. Yeah. But you're basically on a higher vibe. And I like how you mentioned before that, you know, when you're finally comfortable in a space and like a space has so much to do with your wellness, you know? So having your own space, you know, I know you live in a, in a building. I'm sure your view is beautiful in the morning when you wake up and it's a sunny day that obviously adds on to your vibe and to your energy. So, and I personally, when I look at your content now, I feel so inspired by it. So I'm really happy for you. And I think that your content has been doing amazing. So what would you say, like back to our mental health talk, how would you think that you are personally affected by being on social media and having to produce content? Do you ever self-compare? And what do you think about your followers? I know you have a very like engaged community. I know you already, you always ask your followers questions and it's not necessarily like you asking them to ask you questions, you ask them and then they give their feedback. So what would you say your followers say to you about self-comparison and all that? Right. So I think, so for me, a really big thing is I can't go on my phone first thing in the morning. Like I, that's just a rule I've set for myself because I'm very prone to being anxious in the morning because I, I want to be like, like most of us, we want to have a good day and be productive and like get our shit done. But if I go on Instagram in the morning, which I'm not perfect, like sometimes it does happen, but that's the kind of, um, that's when I'm most vulnerable to self-comparison and having just so much information and like, oh my God, people are doing so much stuff with their lives and 
just like it's a lot of information you're taking in on this like small little square. So my rule for myself is like, okay, I'll go on my phone if I want to like listen to a podcast on a walk, do something like that. But I don't check my messages. I don't check like Instagram. I don't even open the app because personally for me, it just doesn't do anything to start my day off on the right note. So that's one little rule I set for myself. And like, just in general in mornings, I like to start, like I'll wake up earlier just to have a more calm morning. Cause I'm like, I just need that little bit of time. So that's one thing that I do. And then in terms of like comparison culture, I feel like sometimes I will start, I'll start to feel like something in my chest or something in my stomach where I'm like, I know I'm getting a little anxious, but I can't stop scrolling. I can't stop pressing people's stories. And it's like, that's the addictive nature of Instagram. And then, so now I'm really, I'm like trying to just like get in touch with those bodily sensations because so much of anxiety is physical. And like, when I feel that I'm like, I need to get the fuck off this app because it's making it worse and it's killing my creativity. And I'm like, I don't even want to be on the app anymore. I don't want to post. So like, why, why am I doing that to myself? I just need to set a limit, but it's easier said than done. It's, it gets a little bit easier every time. But I think if you know, like it's the week before your period, something where you know you're in a negative mood, stop yourself from going on the app, especially if you're prone to anxiety. Yeah. Being mindful and intuitive. Being mindful and intuitive and also mute button. Use that. Like it's your best friend. If you don't, if people's um, stories or whatever it is, doesn't serve you, doesn't inspire you. It brings you down, either unfollow them or mute them. Yeah. What would you say, sorry to cut you off, but what would you say are your triggers in terms of Instagram? Like what, what would make you self-compare? What would me, and I feel like we don't talk about this enough online. So, and if this is more of a vulnerable question, feel free not to answer. But I know that for me, like sometimes I go through these creative ruts and like, I'm, I currently, like, I'm just getting out of one. And like, I, I, I look at people around me and I'm not much of a, like, I definitely compare, but I'm not a negative comparer. Like literally the other day I was on your page and I was like, holy shit. I'm like, she's literally almost at 40 K. Like she's, she's just killing it. And like, I, I thought of it in a, in a positive way. And I was like, that's, that's amazing. Like, I'm so happy for her, but I'll never look at someone and be like, fuck, like she almost at 40 K. Like, what am I going to do to get there? You know? But at the same time, like, um, cause I'm big on believing that you're you and I'm me, you know, but at the same time, it makes me think like, Hey, like I have to produce content too. Like I have to stop being lazy, you know? So those are kind of my triggers. Like when I'm in a low point, social media wise, but what would you say are yours? So I think, my triggers, they kind of vary, but I feel like, so I've also like, I don't know if it, this was like this for everyone on Instagram, but I, I think at one point when I was like, maybe when I was, when it was, when I hit 10 K, like I became like more obsessed with the numbers of like the likes and the stuff, because I don't know, I guess like the 10 K was a trigger for me. I'm like, Oh, I guess like numbers matter. And like, everyone numbers do matter though. Members do matter. Well, they we do, like, especially for yeah. like brand deals and like, and like business. Yeah. You need to be engaged. Like you have an engaged audience and everything. So, but you don't want to be hyper-focused either because that's really detrimental. And it's just like, you don't want to waste your time, like focusing on that when you can be producing other content. So that was it at one point, but now I have it. So like my likes and everything are like hidden and I don't see other people's likes. So it's more like I'm valuing people's content for what it is. So that was before it's like definitely like gone away now and stuff. I think sometimes when people, um, post like, I guess anything to do with their body or like big transformations or like some progress and stuff, like, because I used to deal with like disordered eating and like, I didn't have a full on 
um, I had like more orthorexic tendencies where I was yeah. like health, no matter what, like I need to know the ingredients. I'm like scared to like look, go to restaurants and stuff. And this was like a few years ago, but now on the other side, I like recognize that. And I'm like, that wasn't good. I literally lost my period because of that. So it wasn't, yes. wasn't good, but I think small, like, since I'm not perfect, nobody is like small things can still trigger your past ways of thinking. 100%. So I think those, um, either like progress, which I don't follow much anymore, but like, don't go on the explore page guys. Just don't, because sometimes yeah. you'll, that's what you'll, um, have exposed to you and you won't even know. Cause that's not the people you're following. Yeah, exactly. That's a really good tip. You know, like sometimes I go on the explore page for, um, for me, honestly, when I, I do start comparing, when I hit the explore page, like with the people that I follow, I don't really compare, but when I hit the explore page, I do get inspired, but sometimes I'll be like, Oh, like what's this person doing? Oh, look at that progress picture that I honestly don't like looking at either. Not only do I compare, but I find it upsetting because I feel like some people can compare themselves to the previous version, like obviously, and it's just such a negative, um, like a negative space to be in. Also, and, another, oh, sorry. Yeah, no, no, go ahead. I was just going to say like, so I'm all for the, like, cause reels are a big thing now. Right. Obviously yeah. it's like, and what you're is- killing it on the reels, by the way, if you're listening, you have to go watch your reels. Yeah, no. So like, yeah, I love making reels and like, there is a lot of the, like the productive reels, like somebody getting like all their shit done, like morning routines. Like I'm all for being inspired and whatever. But when you see too many of those and you're having a shitty day and you didn't get everything done on your checklist, it's overwhelming. And like, it's such a like hustle culture mentality. And especially when you see so many of them, because it's like, wow, this person got so much done. And like, look at her morning routine. She woke up at 5am today. Yeah. It's like 15 seconds of someone's day and they curated it and they edited it. So you don't even know what, what happened behind the scenes. And honestly, it could also be clips from different days oh, that we don't, we don't even see, you know, so reels are so funny. And I'm, I'm like in that space where like, I want to make motivational reels, but sometimes like, I'm just not a phony person. So it's like, I didn't do this today. So I'm not putting this out today, you know, and not every day is also productive. And like, for me, the month of June was, I feel like I was going through a burnout, which is the last topic that I want to talk to you about today. Um, I feel like throughout, and you've spoken about burnout a lot on your page. Yeah. Um, I feel like for me throughout June, it was my least productive month because I put the most on my plate. You know, and usually I have like uh, two days off throughout the week because like I deal with clients like three to four times a week. And then I take two days off. But this month I didn't have any time off except for the weekends. And I just realized that it doesn't work for me. You know, like I need a day or two off throughout the week in like obviously excluding the weekends because I need to like just recover, work, do my own thing, be able to get up in the morning and have my own schedule, you know? Um, so what would you say, like, have you been through a burnout and what are your top tips for burnout, whether it be being on social media and burning out or burning out in the workspace in general? Yeah, I've definitely gone through burnout. And like, it's funny because sometimes you don't realize it until either it's like you're coming out the other side and you're like, wow, like, like you said, like that was a hard month. Like, I don't want to do that again. Or you're like in the thick of it. And you're like, like, you're lucky if you realize it during it, you're like, I need to do something. So I think my tips for that would be for me personally, like social media breaks are really helpful. And like, no matter how much that might be for you, like usually a 24 hour reset for me is good. I'm not on Instagram. I'm not like taking in people's things. And I'm just like, it helps you become so much more present in the moment. It's like really, really helpful. So that helps for me. 
Another thing is like doing those small little self-care things that you may have neglected during the time when you were burned out. Get your like seven, eight hours of sleep, do your morning routine, like meditate, just like any small thing that helps you feel um, like yourself, like you're getting your best version of yourself. And I think another last thing is, this is kind of like, I don't know if this is the most typical advice, but doing something that maybe you love to do when you were a child. So something so like, like you don't have to think about it. Like maybe it's like coloring. Maybe it's like going to the park and doing something on the swings, like embrace your inner child. Like sometimes you need to just have fun. Like just literally when's the last time you just did something literally and here. Yeah. And I feel like these days, just to wrap up this conversation, I love what you just said. I feel like these days we, we think that we're doing things for self-care but in reality, we're just doing what society tells us is self-care. You know, like even for me, like I think about it sometimes and I'm like, how am I burnt out? Like I'm literally working for myself. I wake up in the morning, I do my workout, like that's self-care. And then I go to Pilates, like that's self-care. And it's like, no, like that's not self-care. Like getting a matcha is not self-care. Like yeah. you, you have to define your own self-care and not listen to what society tells you is self-care. Like when you look at it, aesthetic, like it doesn't, yeah, literally just be, and like always also like just getting off your phone and not having to advertise your self-care is a whole other culture that we don't really talk about enough. And I love how you said like coloring, like I'm going to start doing that more, like literally picking up a book and like just start scribbling and just being in my own present space and not always doing things. Like personally for me, like my self-care routine is so poor. Like I consider self-care being on my bed and scrolling, showering or working out. And like all those three things are just like regular things in life that are not contributing to like my soul whatsoever and like my peace. So I'm going to start reevaluating my self-care routine. Thanks to you. Yeah, no worries. Like just anything like from, yeah, coloring is nice because like, you just zone out. You're like, you're just focused on doing something. And like, it's kind of like, like a way to do meditation without sitting and doing the meditation. So anything that gets you out of your mind. And last thing before we end off the podcast episode, I know that you said that you're in a space currently where you're kind of reevaluating what you want to do with your life. And you mentioned, um, nutrition psychology, what would you leave someone? What would you want someone listening to the podcast right now? Who's going through the same thing as you, who doesn't really know where they want to go with their life. What would you want to leave them with after this episode? I think the like one thing that I said before is trusting the timing of your life, because I think I'm one of those people who puts so much pressure on myself and like, you just can't plan your whole, you just can't plan everything. Like you need to let go of that pressure on yourself. And another thing is like, let go of other people's expectations. It's your damn life at the end of the day. A lot of the times I, like when I was younger, I had a big pressure to go to like medical school and I'm like, I don't want to be a doctor though. Like, I don't want to do that. So whether it's from parents, whether you're afraid what people are going to think of you, just like do you, because when you're like, what, 65, are you going to be like regretting you didn't do that thing you wanted to do? So let go of comparisons and like everything, everyone is good at something. Everyone. I don't care who you are, find that thing and what you're passionate about. Hopefully those two things align and you're going to be good to go from there. Just Look up what you need to do, what certifications you need, what school, whatever it may be. Doesn't need to be school. It can be something you build up yourself and go from there. Exactly. I love what you said that. And I think that that is totally relatable 
and you're so inspiring. I'm so happy that we had you on. Well, I had you on the podcast today. We had this discussion and I just want to let you know that you're honestly one of my favorite people to follow online. You inspire me and I think you're so real and you're really what you portray. So just by having this conversation, you're such a genuine person and thank you so much for coming on. Yeah. Thank you. This was actually the first time I was a guest on someone else's podcast. No way. Oh, and by the way, Arasi is starting her own podcast. Launching today. No way. Oh my God. That's so fun. Okay. I'm going to listen and I'm going to repost it on my story. That's so exciting. I'm so excited to listen to her. She's honestly the most, I feel like you're such a Zen person. Like (laughs) I'm just relaxed by listening to you right now. You're amazing. Thank Thank you so much for being here.